podcast is the ghost that haunts my apartment. <laughs> Classic. How'd you get your job? <laughs> How old are I you? I died. <laughs> I died and they offered me the job. Do you want to haunt a five-year-old apartment? Probably gets paid better than you. Probably gets paid my rent money, honestly. The benefits are insane <laughs> because you never have to go to the doctor because you're already dead. <laughs> Plus, you get to live rent-free. If you think about we only go to the doctor because we're not dead. We go there to prevent dying. <laughs> if you don't want to go anywhere, just stop going. You can't prevent dying. It's going to happen anyways. Welcome. To- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of So Good So Far podcast. It hasn't been so good recently. <laughs> Just kidding. It's been fine. Oh, my God. Hold on. We're coming at this, you from beyond the grave. <laughs> I have to take this jacket off. I want a windbreaker. This is going to be really bad for our sound. That's fine. I'm just going <laughs> to... Just hear it. Just listen to it. <laughs> a little ASMR to get us started. So now she's breaking less wind. Yep. Well, <laughs> I guess you could say that. Uh, speaking of farting, <laughs> what have you been up to, you old fart? I am not in the mood for any jokes today. Yeah, earlier Nicole was laughing, and you could just tell that the veil between her laugh and her cry was just so thin. I was like, I'm going to stop making you laugh because I'm truly afraid you're about to break out into tears. I I would, but I already cried a lot today, so I feel like it's it's in the past. (laughs) Well, um... What I've been up to is not a lot. I last weekend was the Fourth of July, and you went really crazy. I did. About at eight, I went to bed at eight thirty on the Fourth of July. To be fair, I did day drink, um, and I was kind of hungover. But really, I had to get up early to finish drawing up some plans for my sister and her husband's new house because I procrastinated it. So, well, yeah. what did you do for the Fourth of July? Uh, so I went to a party that my friend was having played a lot of beer pong for anyone who doesn't know my boyfriend is like the king of icing people like with smirnoff ices and we met someone who had never been iced before even i've been iced and they're not gluten-free and he was like my plan for the night is to ice this person that's never been iced before and so we were playing him in beer pong and he was like I'm, you have to do well in this next shot because I'm going to throw my ball into the bushes where I've hit an ice and then he has to go get it. And he did that and um, he threw it in the bushes and the guy was like, did you just ice me? <laughs> and he was like, thank you. Because <laughs> he had never been iced and Aww. he wanted to. So and we went tubing yesterday and the water was extremely high. The rapids were crazy. You would have thought you were about to die. I think that most days. Yeah, but especially that. And I was, like, so nervous getting in the water. Like, my boyfriend would look over to, at me and be like, you look so scared. Like, are you okay? Like, I just want to give you a hug because you look scary. so scared. Yeah. Did, did you have a helmet? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a helmet. Okay, good. But then once I got in and it was really cold, I, like, only flipped once, whereas, like, my boyfriend flipped, like, five or six times. He got That's dragged. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and... um. And I just did, like, really well. He was like, wow, you're natural at this. And it was really scary, but I'm really glad I did it. Because, like, I feel like doing those scary things just give me so much confidence. Yes. And it was really fun yeah. to, like, get in the water. This and is just a tubing really podcast now. I'm really all about that tubing. I highly <laughs> recommend it. It's very dangerous. He sounded just so serious. I am all about tubing, you guys. I am. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I love tubing. I also, um... Did you guys, you just have, each have your own tube. Mm-hmm. You're not, like, rafting. No, but I would do that too. I just love water. I don't. What do you even call it? I don't know. If, I guess it's a sport. Yeah, yeah. But it, you're activities. Competing. Yeah, water, water activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love water kayaking. Adventures. Yeah, I love kayaking. I love canoeing. Getting deep. I love going deep into that water. <laughs> no, that's snorkeling. I love that too. Yeah. I just I just love being in the water, but doing an activity with it. Like mm-hmm. I like I don't just like go into the pool and sitting in the water. I mean, no, the water needs too. to be moving because you can't just yeah. t- you can't just float. Remember, it has to be. TV. Yeah, I'm like this is boring. I don't like tanning. I, I hate just going to. It's not good like, for your skin. I'm just like hot and laying there. I could be cool and that laying is, on, in my bed. I, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. I don't think it actually is, but do not invite me to come lay by a pool. Yeah. Uh, so another big piece of news from Nicole and I. 
we released on Sunday our new branding. Yes. And we've been working on this for a really long time. And we just wanted something that kind of felt like more true to us because when we created our own logo, it was just based off of the very limited skills that we had. Mm -hmm. And we felt like it didn't really represent us completely. And you wouldn't believe how long it take, took us to come up with that logo. Yeah, I know. And for it's how so, simple it is. So simple. Yes, we were so excited about it. We just feel like it works a lot better with everything that we kind of want this podcast to be and the idea behind it and the colors that we wanted and just us as people. Um, and it was designed by a friend of mine, Maddie. And if you want to look her up and see more of her designs... Her Instagram handle is at mccb.design, and she did a fantastic job, so be on the lookout for that. The episode today is about noticing your thoughts, questioning your thoughts, and just kind of becoming more mindful of the way that you're thinking and how it's affecting the way in which you behave. Keeping in mind the last episode, we wanted to go into questioning your thoughts because we feel like it is the first part of exploring yourself. Your thoughts are the basis for your behaviors. So if you're having trouble with your behaviors and improving your habits and your actions in life, then what you need to go back to is questioning your thoughts. Being more mindful of your thoughts can help you like be more present and be less judgmental of yourself and what you're thinking and how you're feeling like less judgmental of your emotions which can just lead to feeling more confident in your actions and the things that you do and the steps that you're taking and even where you are in life just you know understanding that it doesn't have to be good or bad there might not be a right or wrong decision you're just doing it you're just doing life and it's fine you know Mm -hmm. so those are our educated thoughts (laughs) (laughs) God, are we educated or what? Overall, what we're talking about is noticing your thoughts and being as neutral as you can to them without passing judgment when you have them. Last week, we talked about situational neutrality. This is kind of similar, but it's especially with a thought that passes through your brain. It's not about like daily tasks. Like if you're doing if you're washing dishes and you're just like, should I use more soap? We're not saying that you should notice those thoughts. (laughs) I don't think you need to for, you know, mindless day tasks like that. We're talking about when the thoughts are about yourself, when they're about other people, when they're about your situation, about your problems. I think it's best to notice those thoughts and see if they're constructive Because when it comes to how we think about ourselves and other people in our surroundings, that is really what makes up our reality. So if those thoughts are extremely judgmental, especially in a negative way, I believe that it is a very likely cause of mental health decline. Mm -hmm. Is that, do you think that's okay to say? Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to say that like, like mental health problems are caused specifically by negative thinking because I think it's like there's lots of other factors at play but I think it's a part of it and it'll increase your mental health and your ability to deal with it when it's low Mm -hmm. and just like your quality of life in general Mm -hmm. I think like it if you are constantly finding yourself having either negative or untrue thoughts or even unrealistic expectations that will maybe ultimately lead to some sort of disappointment or feelings of failure. It's one thing to notice your thoughts and that's already a task in and of itself. Like, for example, you're thinking about what you're going to eat and then you start thinking, I shouldn't eat this thing. Mm -hmm. You could notice that thought in your head. Why shouldn't I eat that thing? You know, it's just kind of saying, okay, I had a thought that maybe isn't super constructive or or serving me like we talked about in last episode you know you ask yourself why am i why don't i want to eat that thing is it because i'm worried about my body and how it will look compared to society's standards or am i worried that it's not going to make me feel good 
Mm-hmm. And then you can start to think, if it is that you're worried that it's going to make you gain weight or something, you can say, is my worth based in how much I weigh or how I look? But if it's about, I, this thing is going to make me feel good, you're like, okay, yeah, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I'm noticing that thought and I'm thinking that it is helpful because I'm not, now I'm not going to eat this thing, I'm not going to feel bad. But if it's because of something else that's untrue or maybe masked by some sort of negativity or some sort of negative thought pattern, you're going, it's not going to be helpful, obviously. Yeah. And you kind of want to, you kind of want to break it down to think, is this actually serving me? Is this actually true? You know, mm-hmm. asking yourself questions about these thoughts to understand right. them further. And, and I guess like usually when you have a thought, like some sort of thought that you want to notice, generally that thought is going to be really judgmental and uh, very biased in some way. So I guess what I'm saying is that the thought after that thought, when you're noticing that thought, (laughs) I'm saying thought too much, that one should be without judgment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The way you're noticing it. The way you're noticing it should be neutral because not every thought is going to be neutral. And that is obviously part of life. When I was having those meetings with Chelsea, who was like my health coach, she kind of helped me with a lot of other things that were outside of health or not your traditional take on health. It was all these different aspects. And so we would talk about all sorts of things like jobs and money and those different aspects of life. And I would say things to her that were, well, I'm just not good with money or I don't feel happy at my job or something like that. And she would be like, well, why do you think that? And do you ever just take a second to like notice that you, you're saying you're not good with money? Mm-hmm. Is that true? Or is that a belief that you have created, a belief system you have that backs up that thought and in turn makes it so that you act on that? Yeah. So I would say I'm not good with money and then I would believe it. It's backed up by all this evidence that I'm not good with money. If you listen to this podcast, <laughs> I'm not bad with it, but things are getting better. Then you're gonna then you're gonna keep acting mm-hmm. on it. You're gonna keep believing that thing. Spending money you don't have. Right. So she says, take a step back. She would always say that. She'd be like, Are you working on noticing your thoughts? And I was like, No, oh, girl, I forgot again. <laughs> Every week I forget. But she would just be like, Take a step back and start questioning your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is this true? She's just like noticing that you're not noticing. Right, exactly. She's noticing my thoughts more than I am. Um, but she would say, Ask yourself things like, Is this true? Is this thought serving me? Is this a fact or not? You know, and it doesn't, like like you said, it doesn't have to be every single thing. You don't have to be like, I need to question everything I think. Like, But when you have especially these negative thought patterns, it can lead to self-sabotage and ultimately like a lower quality of life. Mm-hmm. So if you can challenge those negative thoughts with certain questions, which is questioning your thoughts and saying, why am I thinking this thought? Mm-hmm. You can start to turn those negative thought patterns around and it doesn't even have to be into something that's unrealistically positive which I think is something we preach a lot it's more about kind of remaining neutral and seeing things clearly for how they are and for what the true situation is or the true belief or the true thought so we really want to talk about in the episode is how to challenge the negative thoughts how Mm -hmm. to get out of these negative thought patterns so let's dive more into challenging negative thoughts Like Nicole said, the very prime question that we want to ask ourselves is, am I confusing a thought with a fact? So if you have a thought that you are, that you think maybe isn't serving you, think about if you said it out loud, how would it sound? If you said it to someone else, how would it come off? Right. Mm -hmm. Does it sound like something that everyone would be like, yeah, that's true. If you were like, you had a thought like the sun is bright and then you're like, would everyone agree with that? Yeah, everyone fucking agree with that. Yeah. But if you're like, I fail at everything I try, and you have that thought in your head, and you think to yourself, is this a th- just a thought, or is this a fact? If I said this out loud, would everyone be like, yeah, she fails at everything she tries? No, they'd be like, think about this, think about this, think about this. They would give you all these examples, i.e. evidence, mm-hmm. to back this, back up the fact that it's not true. You can ask yourself, do I have evidence to back up this thought? What things, what experiences do I have in my life? What facts do I have to back up this thought? If you don't have any, then it's probably not a true thought. 
Yes. Also, I do want to say that, especially like with depression in the past, I've really made up evidence that, you know, like I... You could totally Yeah, you totally can. Like when I was depressed, I used to think, none of my friends want to hang out with me because I'm like this, you know? The evidence was that, well, none of them are texting me to hang out, Mm -hmm. you know? The part in that that you'd want to question more, I feel like, is because of my depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they just not touching you because they're busy? Yeah. Because you haven't totally. reached out to them? Like, not that, not saying like, oh, it's your fault. But just thinking of these questions like, right. did someone tell me they didn't want to talk to me because, because I was depressed? depressed? Totally. Exactly. It's yeah. like that. So you want to question the right part of it. I right. Guess. Exactly. Yeah. It's, you need to take out the the fiction part of the sentence, you know? Like, actually, it is true that a lot of my friends weren't hanging out with me at that time. Part of it is because I had withdrawn so much that I think they thought like, oh, I'm busy, they're busy, we're doing our own thing. But I had attributed it to, I'm so depressed, that's why no one wants to hang out with me. Mm -hmm. The fiction part is, I'm so depressed, so no one wants to hang out with me. For that reason. Right, for that reason. Mm -hmm. When the true fact is, well, no one really wants to hang out with me right now. Or they're just, you know, no, no or one, no one hang is out. hanging no, out with you. No one is hanging out with Yeah, me. that's Changing the, the verb. Because you don't even know that it's, they don't want to. Right. They yeah. might want to and they're just like, oh, she just seems really busy or they haven't thought about it or it could be any of those things. And mm-hmm. this is, of course, an example. Say you think a negative thought such as, I fa- I'm a failure at everything I do. Another question you want to ask yourself is, am I using a double standard? Am I expecting more of myself than I would expect from another person? And would you think that of another person? Yeah. If you said out loud... I fail at everything you do. Obviously, it would sound... It, you would not get back. Like, yes, yes, you do. Yeah, but, no one would say that. But also, if someone else said that... You would challenge you it. You would challenge it you as well. You would say, that's not true, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, are you setting a higher standard for yourself than you would set for someone else? Another question that you can ask yourself, this one is very much the one that I struggle with the most, and it's, am I jumping to conclusions? I think I often just, when there's any uncertainty, I just really want to know the end. I either want to know how it's going to work out or I just want answers in some way. So I just jump to the conclusion of an answer that I might never get. And I, where the danger of this one is, is that you're assuming what other people think when you have no fucking idea yeah. what someone else is thinking. You will never know what another person is thinking. And oftentimes you're assuming the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oftentimes, you know? oftentimes you are assuming the worst. I think that comes from like fear that a past experience will repeat itself. Right, exactly. When there's not really patterns in life much. Yeah, there's no evidence to say that this past thing is going to happen again mm-hmm. because the situation is similar. Yeah. And a lot of times we try and force a passive situation to be similar to a current situation just so that we can kind of predict the future of it when they're really not that similar. And I find this a lot in relationships where, you know, I think, oh, this relationship is kind of like another one in a certain way. But when the entire person is different and you're at a different stage of your life, you're older, it's just not going to be the same ever. So jumping to conclusions, all it's going to do is cause you disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, and like maybe force you to set expectations that like are never going to be reached. Yeah. Like it could potentially sabotage the situation when nothing really was going wrong. You know, you jump to this conclusion of maybe the situation you were talking about before, like you jump to a conclusion that none of your friends want to hang out with you because of your depression. That's just jumping to a conclusion because you don't know the answer and you're not, you're not okay with sitting with the uncertainty. I do that literally all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I jump to conclusions that people are mad at me or that I am going to fail this certain thing or that this situation is going to turn out just like the last situation, you know, badly. And it's the worst case scenario. And it's easy to do that because you base everything off of a past experience in your life. But you have to ask yourself, am I trying to predict the future or am I okay with just experimenting with it? Yeah. You know, I don't need to be out here knowing the ending, even though so many people, myself, I mean, I, this is my worst trait is that I am not okay with uncertainty. If we're going to do something new, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like the 14er, I was like, so 
what's it going to be like? What I was looking up all sorts of things to kind of try to know. I always do that with something mm-hmm. scary that I'm going to do or if I'm going on a trip somewhere, I look up the weather. I need to mentally prepare because I'm thinking of the worst case scenario when in reality it's like you literally cannot control any of that. Mm-hmm. You can't control any of it. So why am I trying to predict the future and predict this outcome of a situation that has not even happened yet? You're only causing yourself stress. And it's really okay to think about the possibilities of the future. I feel like that's just what goal setting and dreaming is. Mm -hmm. You should be thinking about the future, but you don't need to predict it. You just need to think about like... Like what could happen? what, What could happen? Honestly, that's a really good question to ask yourself. And I think about this a lot is not what might happen but what what could happen like yeah, what like possibly good things could happen mm-hmm. yeah when you predict the worst things that could happen it i feel like it primes you for negative behavior oh yeah you you almost like manifest it right because exactly you're in that headspace and so those are the things you're going to notice you're going to notice all the things that go wrong on the vacation and you're going to think it's because of the weather you know and you're like or you could frame it differently and mm-hmm. it could be the greatest vacation ever. Whatever, you know, just as an example. But totally. it's, I think it's so much more freeing to be like, yeah, think of what could happen. It could be great. Or I could have a lot of fun with this. And it doesn't even have to be this like extremely positive reframing. It could just be like, what if the worst thing doesn't happen? Yeah. And I could just like enjoy this situation and, you know, not have to jump to the conclusion that we're definitely going to break up or I'm definitely going to get dehydrated on this trip or like whatever. It could be any situation you're jumping to a conclusion in. What if that doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. What if it's just fine? Yeah, I feel like also the key word is what if. Like if you notice yourself saying like, what if this happens, Mm -hmm. you know, or like in any kind of form, that's a good indicator that you need to notice that thought because you're probably jumping to conclusions yeah in a negative way like you're not going to be like worried about a relationship and be like what if we get married and live happily ever after it's like well yeah of course that's what anyone wants but that's not what you're stressing or worrying about yeah, but also, like, also I feel like even that is like kind of a dangerous like what if. Oh like, yeah, I feel it's like, like most an expectation. What ifs, yeah, most what ifs are, seem kind of dangerous in some way. It's either an expectation or it's predicting the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe just like notice your what ifs and maybe be more neutral and replace it with a what could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, could like maybe instead of like what if we got married or whatever. What if you just said. What, what if, if I just like enjoyed this yeah. time in my life with this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or could I enjoy my life with this person? Yeah. 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 I think that's a much better framed question. I think so too. Okay. The next question you can ask, and I think this is good to ask in conflict or... Definitely when you're with, when it's including another person. Mm-hmm. Like in a, some sort of interpersonal relationship is, am I assuming my view of things is the only one possible? And this is something, I mean, all of these I'm guilty of, and I think a lot of people are, most people, but a lot of times you want to think like, the way I'm viewing this is the truth. Like you you are so set on that. And, it, and we, I think we forget that our truth is different from other people's truth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. our reality is different from other people's reality and other people's experiences and other people's thoughts and feelings. And so when you assume that your view of things is the only view possible, you can't possibly understand a different view. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just opening up, opening yourself up to the fact that people have different realities, different Mm -hmm. belief systems, different truths for themselves, about themselves, about the world. And putting yourself in another person's shoes. mm -hmm. Yeah. And just knowing that this can even be used if you have some sort of negative thought pattern about yourself. You might think a negative thought about yourself and then you have to think, just because I believe this thing, could it be true that someone else believes the exact opposite? Just yeah, because of I, me. Yeah, of me. Yeah. Like, just because I think I'm bad with money, someone else could look at me and be like, wow, she's really trying to, like, change the way she works with money or mm-hmm. she's she's really trying to not go out to eat as much and, like, that's that's more than I'm doing. You know, it's like... Based on anyone's reality, it could be a different view of things. And I think if you start to look at how other people could view it, you can assume that view yourself. You know, you can say, I could look at myself and be like, yeah, I am really trying. Yeah. 
No, I, and I think that this one is actually one of the few questions where I think that talking to someone else and getting kind of outside of your view of things can can actually be the best helper of this is because it is really hard to be like how do I think a different view like it's Mm -hmm. almost impossible to change your view on things without getting outside of your head even if I don't necessarily agree with what you say it makes me realize oh there's like a different way to view it I don't have to be just stuck in the thing that I'm thinking Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to Mm -hmm. kind of get lost in your own head and assume that everything you're thinking is the truth yeah and then you talk to someone else about it and sometimes people do say things that you're like that's not really what I think but it at least opens up your mind to be like wow not everyone sees it the way that I do and it's okay to be open to those kinds of things and even be accepting of those kind of things as a way to get out of a negative thought pattern yeah because that makes sense yeah I feel like otherwise your head can kind of become like a pinball machine of negative thoughts Mm -hmm. where you know it bounces off another one and hits another one and you're just you're going through the same negative thought spiral over and over again whereas the second you get out of your head you can just be like I just need to switch machines or something like that you know yeah and almost it can help you see it more clearly for sure Mm -hmm. if someone else is kind of giving their opinion on it you're like okay like I don't feel crazy or and at the very least it can feel super validating Mm -hmm. or you could get an idea of a solution or all these different things that can help to just understand that the way you're seeing it is just one way based on your beliefs your experiences etc and there's definitely other ways to view it yeah so exactly and so to kind of lead into the next question I think that when you bounce your negative thoughts around in your brain without really getting out of that you can get into this trap of thinking in all or nothing terms either you're bad with money or you're great with money and it's like maybe you're just like learning how to be better with money you know and that's like such a gray area it's super easy to fall into a trap like Jackie said of, of black and white thinking and thinking that either you are perfect at something and if you're not you're terrible at it you're a mm-hmm. failure or yeah I feel like we both do this with working out like we'll work out oh, like for yeah. a few days and then if we miss one day because you know we had to work a lot that day or we had something else going on we we're like well can't fucking, I fucked that yeah, up I fucked that up and I will never be able to like right. get into an exercise pattern now yeah as a perfect example of all or nothing thinking when I was a kid we had Guitar Hero, and it had that super long song, Through the Fire and Flames. It was like the end of the level. If you won the level, you played this song, and it was like eight minutes long. And I wanted to play it all the way through with no missed notes on the easy level, which is like not that hard. But basically, I wanted to play it all the way through without missing a single note, and if I missed a note, I would start over. And that's just like a basically one way to describe me as a person is if I, if I don't go in order on something or I don't do something perfectly or like you were saying, like miss one day of working out, I'm like, it's not perfect. I need to wait and start over on Monday mm-hmm. or I need to wait and start this clean eating routine over next week or next month because I missed a day and I'm not perfect and I do not think that this is uncommon. I hear about this all the time, of, especially with diet and exercise Mm -hmm. because that's an easy thing to be like I got off track you know or maybe it's even like because you want to be like oh yeah I did it for 30 days I worked out every single day or for 30 days I ate completely clean because it sounds so dumb if you're like for 28 days (laughs) you know for 21 days right but it's like it's not less of an accomplishment no it's not and I think people kind of forget like you were saying this gray area they forget all the other factors going into a situation say it is this diet and exercise situation they you don't think about the fact that you are going to fail because you're learning and you don't think that okay I missed a day but that doesn't discredit all the other days Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I didn't learn how to make a new recipe last week or I didn't try a new workout last week and that contributed to my quote-unquote like journey yeah, I, this is something that I struggle with a lot, but I've been making a lot of strides in recently because I think the key to black and white thinking to combating it is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because totally. It's totally, yeah, because you you are so upset at yourself for missing the day, but if you don't stop and say, 
hey, it's okay. I forgive myself for missing that day. I just need to pick it up where I left off tomorrow. You, you will never start doing it again if you're like, I'm so lazy or I can't do anything right. You're not going to want to do it. You're just going to keep falling into that pattern. Mm-hmm. If you can't, like you just said, <clears throat> if you can't forgive yourself for slipping up, missing a day, what any mistake, literally any mistake, without thinking like, I'm terrible, I'm a trash person, I failed, you're not even enjoying the learning process. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, guys, it's all about the climb. We talked about this. <laughs> it's all about the climb, bestie. <laughs> it's super easy to fall into black and white thinking and thinking that like one day represents your entire being. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. But it's, as a, some, as a perfectionist especially, it's so hard to let go of that because yeah. it doesn't feel like clean cut enough. It feels, to me, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but like gray areas freak me out because I want it to be done or not like for example when I'm doing laundry I'll walk around my apartment naked so I can have every single piece of my clothing Mm -hmm. clean I want it to be done right and perfectly and completely and that is not how life fucking works and it's ruining your life (laughs) it is it's it makes things so hard Mm -hmm. because there's nothing that says you know no fact from the universe that says you have to do something fully and completely and perfectly for you to be successful at it in fact Almost nothing is done that way. And yet? That's also why, like, cooking is so hard for me because cooking is one of those things where it's, like, once you do a step, you can't go back or you have to start the whole thing over. Mm. So it's, like, say you're cooking, like, a piece of chicken. Well, I didn't salt the chicken 24 hours before, so it's not going to be as good. So, like, oh, I can't have chicken tonight. No, I need to fucking eat, so I'm just going to have to do it imperfectly and some of those things feels imperfectly what feels imperfectly it's probably not i mean the chicken could be better right but the chicken is doing its job it's feeding me (laughs) but like if we just like take one day to represent our entire being then what like that could be any day like should should we take the day that we were born to represent our entire being when we didn't even know anything (laughs) we were just idiot babies (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, I was a special baby because I was because I was a twin in the womb. You were a twin in the womb. Mm-hmm. Have we discussed this? So I was a, I was a baby, but I also had the absorbed powers of a second baby that I absorbed in the womb. So I was a special baby, but still, I don't want that to represent my entire day, my entire being. Jackie's like, guys, I'm normal. I'm just like you. <laughs> I'm just like you. I've, I I'm just like you. I absorb my twin in the womb. Similar to the, am I thinking in all or nothing terms? You can also ask yourself, am I using ultimatum words in my thinking, like always or never, everything or nothing, everyone or no one. Again, not understanding or not accepting the gray area, saying yeah. I always do this, I never do this. Or even I find myself thinking that about other people a lot. Like if I'm getting annoyed with someone, I'm like, I'll, I'll hear myself say it. They always do this. And it's like, first of all, if they always do it and you haven't confronted them about it, that's on you. Second of all, do they always do that or are you just like fed up with them doing a few times? Yeah. It's like, and I do it with myself. I mean, it's so easy to say nothing ever works out for me. I feel like those ultimatum words are the best indicator of if you're thinking in black and white. I tend to think that way when I do fail. I'm like, I never can keep a workout schedule. I can Mm -hmm. never keep a habit. You know, I always stray from the light of God. (laughs) Jackie's like, I've been doing it since day one. Since I absorbed my twin twin in the womb, I've I've been straying from God's light. Some things are going to go well for you and some things aren't going to go well for you. I'm sorry to tell you that. Right. And you have to, again, when you think something like this or say something like this, you have to ask yourself, what evidence do I have to back that up? Mm -hmm. Have I always failed? Have I never succeeded? Mm -hmm. And you start, then when you ask yourself that, you have to start thinking, what evidence do I have to the contrary? When have I succeeded? When have I not failed? When has something gone my way? Mm-hmm. Or is everyone annoyed with me? Or has one person been annoyed with me before? Or something, you know, it's like, it's hard to see clearly because your ego wants a reason to be upset. Your yeah. ego wants a reason to back up your shitty behavior, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you want to say, well, I'm... 
I can't keep a workout routine because I'm always working. Okay, let me question that thought. Am I always working 24 hours mm-hmm. a day, seven days a week? No. So I have time for other things. I have time for other things. It's, and you just start asking yourself questions Instead, like And this. maybe maybe say like, what am I prioritizing over mm-hmm. that workout time? Exactly. Yeah. And when I say quote unquote shitty behavior, I just mean anything that you feel personally is not serving you. Not mm-hmm. saying that not working out is shitty behavior. Do what you want. For me, I want to. I feel better when I do that. I feel better when I eat healthy. I feel better when I clean my space. And I'll say, I can't keep my apartment clean because there's not enough hours in the day. I'm just always so busy. I'm, and it's like, or are you sometimes on TikTok? That's the question to ask yourself. <laughs> yeah. And kind of on the on the topic of social media too, I think I use ultimatums a lot when I am on social media and comparing myself to others. I'm like, everyone is going to Bali. And it's like, <laughs> is really everyone going to Bali or is it just, I follow a lot of influencers who are going to Bali right now. So you know? True. And... <laughs> And I think like this has made me have so much envy for people on social media because I'm like everyone, it seems like everyone is doing this. Not everyone is doing that, but also maybe the social media contributing to that is something I should be thinking about. Mm -hmm. You know, if I should probably get off social media more or change the people I'm following so my feed looks different if I, (laughs) if this is creating black and white thinking and making me compare myself to other people. Right. If you think everyone is in (laughs) Bali, you're, you're due for a binge of social media. (laughs) Everyone is in Bali. The streets are abandoned. (laughs) (laughs) Literally everyone in the world is in Bali. (laughs) That's what it seems like sometimes. Uh, Is it not? I think perfectionism is a big theme of negative thought patterns. And when you concentrate on your weaknesses and forget your strengths, I feel like this is where that perfectionism really shows up. And I just want to talk a little bit about perfectionism, not go too deep into it. I feel like it's kind of like over talked about a lot, but like, and we all know that we have perfectionism tendencies if you do. And I just want to say that if you don't know, it's like a coping mechanism for, you know, like wanting to kind of control things. And if you're always making sure things are perfect, it's because you're afraid of failure and like of them, of it not turning out exactly how you want. And that can really make you forget your strengths and weaknesses because it can make you think like, oh, I have no strengths if I'm not perfect at this. Or I, I have no weaknesses if I am perfect at it for the very, very, very rare times that you actually are perfect at it. And I think that knowing your strengths will help you when you don't succeed and knowing your weaknesses is good for staying humble and also not keeping your expectations too high so that the next time when you fail, you don't completely collapse. Mm -hmm. And I just really quickly think that like Mm -hmm. knowing your weaknesses also helps with understanding where you have room for improvement. Yeah. You know, you can't improve until you can notice and Mm -hmm. accept your areas of weaknesses, and then start to work on them. Yeah, and you don't need to hyper-focus on those weaknesses. In fact, I think that is a negative thought pattern that you should be noticing if you're hyper-focusing on your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. However, yeah, you should keep them in mind to see where you improve, and definitely focus on your strengths a lot more than you probably already do. If you are never thinking about how you've improved, if you're climbing up that ladder and you're never looking down at how far you've climbed... I guess this is about the climb. I told you. My fucking bad. Sorry. Um, <laughs> then Finally, we're back on message. <laughs> it's you know, all about the climb. Okay. Then sorry. you're never going to have that feeling of pride that comes from improving. You know, you're never going to feel empowered by your improvements if you don't stop every once in a while and look at the view. Life's the climb, but the view is great. Okay. Um, Nicole is weeping. <laughs> No, I, I 100% agree. I think... <laughs> I'm glad you think. You should think <laughs> That's more. That's it. That's it. I just think... You should think more and then notice those thoughts. I had a thought and I got too deep into talking about The Climb by Miley Cyrus. It's just... I, I knew that was going to come back for me. Oh, what I was going to say is I think that so often we get caught up in noticing how far we have to go and we don't look at on like look back on how far we've come and that's like the most cliche quote ever. But it's so true. Like, you could... 
obviously be focusing always on what you don't have and where you haven't gotten and what goals you haven't reached. And it's like, yeah, but think about what you have done. Mm-hmm. Think about how far you have come from a year ago or six months ago or whatever yeah, whatever your starting how, how point was. How are you going to be happy if you're always looking in the future? Well, you're you'll never, never be content. Yeah. You never will be. You'll always be real There's looking always to be the next, next thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, so it's so important, I think, to let go of the idea that you're going to be happier when you reach a certain milestone. I think if you base your happiness on meeting a goal and you think when I meet this goal I will be happy you will never be content if you can't this is so cliche but if you just really think about it if you can't be happy with exactly where you are right now you never will be because you are always exactly where you are right now Mm -hmm. but it's true you'll be looking forward to the next thing thinking well once I get this promotion I'll be happy once I get this car I'll be happy once I lose this weight I'll be happy Once all that stuff happens, you're already looking to the next thing that's going to make you happier because your happiness is dependent on something that is not the present moment. I'm sure you can chop that up to sound good. Definitely. You know me. Leave that in. (laughs) But cut that part out. (laughs) All right. So that begs the question. Once we observe these negative thoughts, should we be switching them to positive thoughts after we notice them? We've discussed this a lot. And ultimately what we came to was that there are pros and cons of switching your negative thoughts to positive thoughts. And I would say that it's only effective to do that in certain situations. Otherwise, I think it's better to just challenge the negative thoughts and meet them with neutrality instead of positivity. Instead of unrealistic positivity. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying earlier, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you think I'm ugly which I'm sure a lot of us do, you could easily say, no, I'm going to say that I'm beautiful. You're not going to believe believe that. that? Like you just, I I have a hard time. Like, and and I'm not like super cynical or pessimistic. Like I'm not like, I just won't believe it. Like I'm too smart for that. It's just like, if you have a very deeply embedded thought that you're not beautiful or something, some, some negative, very deep seated thought you can't just be like, I'm going to say the opposite and I'm going to believe it. It's like mm-hmm. your your brain knows yeah. that you don't believe that. And there's a ton of research that says like positive affirmations can like stick over time. And I think that's like totally a great idea. But it's almost better to ask yourself the question like we were talking about earlier. Ask a different question. Why, mm-hmm. why do I think this thought? And why do I think that my worth is based in this thing? Instead of thinking about you know, am I good looking or whatever, which is subjective. Maybe think about the objective things that your body can do. Like, I am so lucky that I have two eyes that can see how beautiful of a day it is. I am so lucky that I can go out on a walk and I'm going to use my legs to get me from point A to point B. I am so lucky lucky that I, I guess they don't all have to be based off like things that people with who are differently abled can't do, but just like, just like noticing how lucky you are to have the body that you have and how well it serves you. You are lucky to have the body that you have and that's not really positivity as much as it is just... It's like gratefulness. Gratefulness, It's like yeah. understanding, mm-hmm. like instead of saying, I'm going to just switch this thought that I don't even really believe and say I'm beautiful, you could say, is that really ultimately the purpose of my body is to look good for who it's no it's to live a full life whatever my body is able to do I'm going to be grateful for that and understand that my worth is not based in how my body looks or how much money you make or what kind of car you drive it's and and these are all obviously like so cliche but if you just really stop and think about it like if you take a thought of negativity and replace it with a feeling of gratefulness or a feeling of being in the present moment and kind of getting out of your head and thinking like what's actually happening like right now where am I right now what am I focusing on right now you can't even you don't have room for those thoughts yeah it really switches it really switches the tracks in your brain Mm -hmm. to a a more it is more positive but it's more constructive for sure and 
And that's not to say that positive thinking doesn't ever help. I think it really helps with certain situations when you're like trying to get through something like a difficult time or like, for example, when we were hiking a 14er, just being like, we can do this. We can do this because we honestly don't know if we can or not. And it's better to think positively than to say that we can't because that'll just drag us down. Mm -hmm. But it was, and it's not like we were thinking unrealistic positivity. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we could do this. Like, just like you were saying earlier Mm -hmm. what could happen we could get to the top did we some of us and (laughs) partially realistically if you think about it it was all about the (laughs) i need i need that to be the last one okay i'll I'll try no promises but yeah i think within certain situations positively positivity can be very helpful i think when other people are going through a hard time i think it can be helpful to you know, validate them and assure them that they can do something. A good example of this is tubing. (laughs) My boyfriend was just like, I know that you can do this. You're going to do fine. I know that you're going to really like this at the end of it. You're going to be happy that you did it. And he's really right. And I just like get in my head about doing stuff like that because I just get really scared. And when he was telling me positive thoughts and, uh, you know, reassuring me, it made me be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And if he was telling me like, I don't know if you can do this and I'm really worried about you. I would have been like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it then. (laughs) So it is really helpful, especially when you're talking to other people. But I think that it's not always the best option. Something we wanted to touch on just briefly, we want to kind of do a longer episode about this. But once you start rewiring your brain to avoid these negative thought patterns or even just noticing your thoughts, questioning your thoughts, it definitely brings you back into the present moment. It's like honestly pretty meta <laughs> to be like thinking about what you're thinking about, you know? And so you have to kind of pull yourself out of that train of thought to even do it. And I think that really helps with bringing you into the present moment. And we want to talk more about being present in another episode, but by doing that, by noticing your thoughts without judgment, you are really experiencing the present moment and your feelings about the present moment without being clouded by like stress or shame or even unrealistic like positive expectations or something like um you're just seeing it really clearly for what it is and not placing positive or negative judgment on it and it helps to get you out of your head and just bring you back into the moment basically if you're being present you can't be you can't be worrying about the past and you can't be stressing about the future because you're in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So that's just one uh, perk of doing this, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mindfulness and questioning your negative thoughts is a habit. It's a practice, just like a lot of things are. It takes focus and work. And like in our habit episode, we touched on this, but it's going to be a slow build, a small change. So it's going to be noticing those thoughts in everyday life, a few times a day, every day, you're not going to notice it after one day. But over time, you're going to be like, wow, my thought patterns are much less negative or I am now all of a sudden doing it automatically. I'm questioning my thoughts automatically and I don't need to put so much work into it. And I think that this episode can be a really great guide to, in the future asking yourself or questioning these negative thoughts because sometimes it's like okay where the fuck do we begin like what kind of thought is this and like how do I question it which questions do I ask to question it which approach do I take so let this you know maybe guide you through it so we're just going to run through some of the questions again and we'll also post them for you and hopefully it can be a resource that you can use in the future Yeah, so just to quickly go through them one last time. um, So some of the questions, again, that you can ask yourself to challenge negative thoughts are, am I confusing a thought with a fact? Am I jumping to conclusions? Am I assuming that my view of things is the only one possible? Um, Am I thinking in all or nothing terms? Am I using ultimatum words in my thinking? Am I concentrating on my weaknesses and forgetting about my strengths? Am I using a double standard? Am I expecting more of myself than I would another person? Am I overestimating the chances of disaster? 
Yeah, and then just kind of like, am I thinking in black and white? Um, If I said this out loud, how would it sound? What evidence do I have to back up this thought? Am I predicting the future or experimenting with it? Am I creating expectations that can't be met? Am I acting on a perfectionist tendency? Am I fretting about how things ought to be instead of accepting and dealing with them as they are? Yeah, so I think if you just kind of go through these questions in your mind or even just a couple of them or ones that pertain to the specific thought you're having, it feels uncomfortable at first because you're like, if you're thinking that way, you're probably already like not in the greatest headspace and you want to be validated and you want your thoughts to be validated and you want to feel like I have a right to feel negative about this Mm -hmm. thing. But if you just take a step back and just ask yourself even one of these questions, is this is this thought true or is it is there evidence to back up this thought or am I just thinking it and I think that you totally can still validate yourself in the thoughts that you're having say I understand why I would be having that thought Mm -hmm. you know I understand what would lead me to that thought I understand that I'm afraid of the future so jumping to conclusions feels safe and I understand why that thought makes me feel better you know the thoughts that you have they're not there's nothing wrong with them they're just they, they don't serve you, mm-hmm. you know? Like the negative thoughts mm-hmm. that you're having. Yeah. Yeah. The thoughts that you're having to eat well and exercise, they're not serving you. They're bad. <laughs> they're bad for you. All the thoughts you're having, honestly, are not serving you. Just so you know. <laughs> just if you stop take anything, thinking. If you take anything from this episode, it's just to stop thinking, okay? Don't think. Smooth brain. So stay thoughtful. Stay aware. Stay mindful. Stay present. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Yes, I'm dead. <laughs> we're literally so tired as usual. Um, we need, we really need to quit our day job so we can do this full time and give you guys our full energy. And the only way we can do that is if you Venmo us. Yeah, everyone Venmo is listening $100. Thank you. That's honestly not that much, guys. Come on. Just fork it over. Mm-hmm. You know where you can find us on Instagram at so good so far podcast, And we have new branding, so go check that out. Um, you can find me at Nicole Pilgreen. You can find me at Jackie's Attic. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Spotify so that you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram so that you never miss a, miss a post. It's been so, so good, good so, so far. far. Bye. Bye. Oh, <laughs>I just went to the bathroom and a segue came out. What was it? It was that. <laughs> What's the segue? That segway? was the segue.